Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. This verse sets the stage for one of the strangest stories in the gospel and definitely one of my favorite. A woman, desperate for help, comes to Jesus and is ignored for a time, shamed, then vindicated and honored. It all seems at first to be outside of Jesus' character to respond to this woman in the manner that he did. Yet as all things with God, He has a reason, even when we don't see it. It might not always make sense to us in the moment, but his ways are never unjust. And when we ask him for understanding and wait upon the Lord, as the scripture instructs, he always brings it to us. You see, in the setting leading up to this story, the Pharisees had pridefully come against the disciples of Jesus himself for not following their orders, programs, and traditions, even accusing them of being filthy and defiled in an attempt to elevate themselves in some perception of power and superiority. Their pride and arrogance stirred Jesus' heart against them as he basically tells them that they only want to rule over others and would rather have people listen to them than to encourage them to listen to God. This only showed the reality that in their hearts they had exalted themselves above God. Then comes the woman of Canaan. Now with this reality, let us reread the story in its entirety, starting in Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. It says, And behold, the woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But Jesus answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But Jesus instead answered the woman and said, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. He answered her and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, O Lord. Yet even the dogs do eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22 through 28. As harsh as Jesus' initial words to this woman may have seemed, they were not without cause. Because the truth is this, that Jesus knew what her response would be and provoked it with intent, I believe, to illustrate to his disciples and all of history a truly humble heart. 
in stark contrast to that of the Pharisees, which he had just been dealing with before, and the power of that humble heart to move the heart of God to pour out his grace on the undeserving rather than the rebuke and wrath that he had poured out on the Pharisees earlier for their assumptions of deserved favor and honor. Because the truth is this, that she really was undeserving of God's favor. But so were the priests and Pharisees. The difference was that she knew she was unworthy and undeserving. But she also knew that Jesus was able no matter what. She had no faith in herself, but she had great faith in God. The Pharisees, on the other hand, had great faith in themselves, but very little faith in God. If we back up in that same chapter that we've been reading from Matthew chapter 15, to get a little bit of context, to read back to the interaction that Jesus had with the Pharisees right before the Canaanite woman shows up, we go back to verse 17. And Jesus said this to the Pharisees who were complaining that Jesus' disciples were eating with unwashed hands. They weren't doing this. They weren't doing that. They weren't following the laws of men and their opinions and interpretations. And, and in actuality, they were really just belittling and controlling and trying to make themselves seem more important than them. Because if you want to get the truth of the matter, the scripture tells us in other places that they were envious. So Jesus responds to them with this, Do you not understand that whatsoever entereth into a man's mouth and goes into his belly is cast out into the drought? In other words, none of this matters. It's all physical. It's not the food that's going in or even dirty hands, but rather the spiritual filth that is within you and comes out of your mouth in your hard-heartedness. He said, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And they are the things which defile a man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands, that does not defile a man. In other words, Jesus was telling them, it's not these traditions that you follow or don't follow that make you better than them. That's not the fruit that you need to be examining. The things that you're speaking, the gossip, the slander, the hard-heartedness, the meanness, the brashness, the control, the manipulation, the belittling, your pride and your arrogance and your hard-heartedness. That all proves that you're listening to the leading of another spirit. You got the wrong heart. The Holy Spirit won't cause you to speak or to be like that. These are the verses that preceded the encounter with the Canaanite woman. And she proved what Jesus was saying to them so very perfectly. Because you see, it was pure humility that came out of her mouth and perfectly showed forth the reverence and faith in her heart. Therefore, while Jesus rebuked and rejected the Pharisees with all of their pomp, position, prestige, pedigree, perceived power, and frivolous performances of prideful piety. He blessed the broken and desperate woman for her unshaken faith and humility in the face of opposition and an environment of oppression. It may not have been time yet for Jesus 
to turn his grace towards the Gentiles, as would later happen. But how could he refuse such a humble faith as was demonstrated by this woman? The answer is simple. He couldn't. He wouldn't. He didn't. And he won't. Because the scriptures are very clear that a broken and a contrite heart, he will not refuse. And James chapter 4 verse 6 tells us this, that God gives more grace, wherefore he saith that he will resist the proud, as he did to the Pharisees in this passage, but he will give grace unto the humble, as was perfectly demonstrated by the Canaanite woman. So, Lord, we come to you today and we repent of hard-heartedness, of pride, of a sense of spiritual entitlement, of thinking that we're better than others because we keep certain traditions or things that we think make us worthy of the kingdom when in actuality, true righteousness always comes back to loving God and loving others. And having your spirit in our heart will cause us to demonstrate that with our words and our actions. It's less about our doing than about our character. In a heart that desires to belittle others or is envious or discourages its brother, it's not one that's led by the Holy Spirit. Father, give us wisdom. Give us humility. Give us faith. Give us endurance. Let us seek you with all that we are, like the Canaanite woman did, knowing that nothing is too hard for you, Lord. You can save anyone. You can bring deliverance. You can bring revival and restoration to a generation and to a nation. Oh, Lord, let us not become so hard-hearted that we stop asking for the greater things of the kingdom. I think it is a selfish heart that prays small prayers. It's a false humility, but in reality, we're just asking for the things that benefit ourselves. But those big impossible prayers that you have paid a price for, you paid the same price whether we're asking for an increased salary or we're asking for an increased harvest of souls for an entire generation to be turned back to the heart of the Father, to be a bride purified and made ready for the groom's return. There is nothing too hard for you. You paid a price that we might come boldly before the throne of grace and ask you, Lord. And it's the same price that you paid, whether it's a big prayer or a small prayer, Lord. So today we come to you in humility, knowing that we don't deserve this ability, but that nothing is too hard for you. And even if it's not time yet, Lord, your will be done. Nevertheless, we are asking, we all have children, spiritual, physical, family members, friends. There are people that we know that are broken and in need of salvation and deliverance. They're not ready for the return of our Jesus. Don't let them miss you, Lord. Don't let them miss their purposes in the kingdom. Don't let the enemy steal from them. Have mercy, have mercy, O son of David. Free them. Such a dangerous prayer to ask for greater humility. But Lord, it is the desire of our heart because we know that it is so pleasing to Thee. You see, we could sit here for hours and list off all of the gifts and offices and all of the wonderful blessings that our hearts could hope for or imagine. But in reality, the Bible says that grace itself is increased with greater humility. Because God won't trust us with all of those things. 
if we're prideful and selfish and brash and arrogant. So really, I think the most effective and simplest prayer that we could pray is, Lord, help us to have greater humility. Help us to understand when we go through difficulty that it is a great opportunity if we respond correctly, which is this great lesson that was taught to us by this Canaanite woman, that our response matters more than our circumstances. Everything is a test, not because God sent it or caused it, but because God is watching to see what our response is. In the midst of it, will we respond with grace, humility, patience, and love, and gentleness, and kindness, and faith in who our God really is? Oh, don't miss your moments. Those times when you are oppressed or discouraged or sick or exhausted. Those opportunities where you can act out in the flesh or you can be like the Canaanite woman. Lord, give us wisdom to recognize these moments. That we not waste them, but that we grab hold of them and allow them to store up treasures for us in heaven because we properly responded to them. Oh Lord, give us Wisdom, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that knows the times and the seasons and the reasons that we're going through the wildernesses that we are. Lord, that it's to purify our heart, that it's to give us the opportunity to represent you all the more, to love like you loved, to live like you lived, to walk in the demonstration of grace and faith and the fruits of the Spirit. I've seen God pour out so miraculously for me throughout my life. And it was always in those moments when I was broken and contrite. And I've seen him step back and shake his head when I got a little proud or a little arrogant. Remember, my friend, that we are but dust, fools and beggars at the feet of Jesus. But that he who is the majesty of heaven, chooses to come and to dwell within us and that he can do all things through us. Oh Lord, fill our mouths. Send us out. Take away the doubt. There is nothing too hard for you. We ought to ask even bigger prayers than our heart wants to imagine. Let us shake off the fear and grasp the miraculous, not in and of ourselves but because of who you are. Like the Canaanite woman did, she was humble of heart, but she had all faith that nothing was impossible for the Lord. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.